Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Yo. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Hey everybody, this is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey and Alex here for another awesome episode talking with another awesome person on our roster. I'm I'm very excited about this one. Because she's been killing it for a number of years, and she finally, mm-hmm. finally got the All Elite graphic. Hello, Sky Blue, who's currently Sky Blonde, if you're watching the uh, <laughs> the video version. Such a, such a great version. Right. It's one of those like, okay, well, you know, this is what it looks like when you're trying to maintain hair as a wrestler. And this is why you have to watch the video version. Oh, yes. I promise it's going to be blue. <laughs> right. It's it's a very complicated process. Welcome. We're so excited to have you, Sky, because we've seen you kind of grow up here in AEW, and we're going to talk all about that. You've got a fascinating backstory, and I think everyone is really excited to finally have a chance to hear from you as to how it came to be. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it, Aubrey. Yeah, so first off, we have to give you your flowers. You've got a number of accolades in your short career so far. So, uh, one-time AEW Women's Champion, 01 USA Women's Champion. In 2021, PWI ranked you uh, 74. 2022 PWI ranked you 110. And of course, obviously, congrats, recently officially fully signed to AEW. It was funny watching Twitter. Everyone's like, wait, she wasn't? I know. I was like, ah. It's complicated. It's like you were all signed in our hearts. Like, <laughs> y'all, were, y'all were stuck with me, but now you're really, really stuck with me. Now we're really <laughs> stuck with you. It was one of those things where it's like, I think uh, multiple times, backstage i know i always had this thought that whenever we saw like the dynamite card pop up i was like sky blue on dynamite it's like oh this is gonna be a good match because you're just consistently one of those people that goes out and has good matches regardless of who you're wrestling i think that's one of the things i love about you as a wrestler is that you just add to whatever is happening in the story whether it's you know the outcast versus the originals whether it's you know you and madison teaming together which is just adorable um whatever (laughs) it is you're doing it's always going to be an engaging match because you're involved with it and you do a lot of awesome stuff so first off congrats like what does it mean to you to officially get that graphic and officially officially be a part of aew I cried a lot because um, <laughs> I remember like my first extra work was still pandemic days in Jacksonville and I remember being terrified like and I remember like being an extra in that crowd like shaking and I was actually my first day of extra work was Queen Aminata's first day of extra work too which was really freaking awesome but I remember like sitting there and we're like crap that's gonna be us like we're sitting in the crowd like we're gonna have to go get in that ring and I like remember uh, they told me my first match was against Britt <laughs> no pressure yeah and I was like oh it's just Britt Baker. And then this is Dustin Rhodes. Like, I wasn't back until the all out that I got signed. And then I just like, to see you go from like, I was literally like, I remember cheering in the crowd to like, 
2 a.m. or whatever it was to like getting the graphic and being able to like I FaceTime my mom because like CD had told me he's like hey yeah they want to put the graphic out today I just texted her I was like hey just be prepared for something and she's like what the hell does that like she's just like what do you mean she's like, <laughs> like spamming my phone while I was in the makeup chair so I FaceTimed her and I just like sent her the picture of the graphic because like Twitter put it up first and she went she, she was crying and screaming the phone and then it made me cry and I'm sitting in the makeup chair I was like I'm trying not to cry and I put makeup on my face I'm gonna ruin it because like I never thought I was gonna make it to like that point of like because like I've wanted to do this for so long and like AEW has been the dream company since I was running around on the internet so it was like the fact that he was like yeah it's for real I was like oh it's actually real like what <laughs> this is one of the things that really sticks out in my mind when you first wrestled in chicago yes you know we as announcers and and people who watch every single match there are certain matches or certain moments and then there are certain talents that we see especially unsigned talent that you just don't forget and i specifically remember how crazy that chicago crowd was behind you <laughs> and that was kind of the first time i really realized oh who's this guy blue girl boy she's talented and the crowd loves her can you tell us a little bit about how special that night was for you the the all-out week was extremely insane and I was so emotional. I literally came from doing NWA Empower and then like the whole TV loop after that. I literally flew and texted Sean. I was like, if I look like a bum, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just getting off the airplane now. And he's like, it's fine. Just, just get here. Just get here. I was like, okay, I'm coming. The first match was against Riho. And so at first he was like, oh, you're not going to have a match today. You'll just have the one tomorrow. I was like, okay. And then he goes, never mind you wrestling Riho. Go find Kenny. I was like, uh, what? Me? And then the next day, it was the Red Velvet one. And I was so excited because, like, I have wrestled Red on the Indies. And, like, I've, I love Red. She's such an amazing human being. She's so talented and athletic, too. And, like, we can both do flippy stuff. And, like, because we're both small. And we were like, oh, we can hold each other up. Like, and I was so excited to wrestle her. And that match went, like, so well. And we had time, too. I think we had, like, eight minutes or something like that. So, it was, like, we had time to do stuff. Yeah, you had a decent amount of time, if I remember. I remember, like, you were saying, you're like, you're doing so good. Like, you were mm -hmm. repping it. And I was just like, don't smile, don't smile, Scott, you're selling. <laughs> and then, like, we started to walk. And then she came and got me. And I was like, what are we doing? And she was like, I don't know. What are we doing? And I was like, why are we going up the ramp? She's like, I don't know. I thought you knew. I was like, no, what are we doing? And, like, then she thought she was turning heel on me. And then Tony came out. And I just remember bawling my eyes out for a good hours afterwards. Because then I called mom and I was like, I'm in the Battle Royal. I remember that because, like, in the middle of the match, Things were going so well. Whenever you have an extra talent that's there and the crowd is behind them, like I think the same thing happened with Abaddon and Cheetah. Yeah, they were booing There is red. something special. <laughs> they were booing Red, who's the I baby face so in the match. <laughs> it's so funny because she ran into that situation with Willow where like she had to turn heel mid-match because everyone yeah. was just so behind Willow. And it's like, mm -hmm. sorry, Red, you got screwed a couple times on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Red's kind of in a similar boat. Like Red is a lot like you, where if you put her with someone, she's going to have an awesome match. So it was just such a great moment. And I remember... It's somewhere in the middle of the match. Someone goes, okay, we're, we're going to put her in the battle royal. We need to like figure this out. And they're like trying to determine how we're going to announce this literally as it's happening. Like, okay, make sure we get her up the, up the ramp. Tony's going to come out. We're going to do all this thing. Wait, do we even have a spot open in the battle royal? Is this something we can even do? Kenny's coming over. Like we're talking about all of it. Like, ah, what are we doing? <laughs> it was just this crazy, crazy moment. But like, that's the authenticity of wrestling. 
to see people who are doing amazing things and to see these opportunities just sort of like come to fruition because you fucking did it. <laughs> like, yeah, and I just remember like standing at the top and I was just like, that's Tony Khan. Holy shit. Like that's the guy. Like this is this is real, guys. There's so many pictures from all out. Like there's a handful of Chicago photographers that were like in the crowd. And there's a picture because like I I had the entrance and I was just like terrified. And they're like, oh yeah, it's like 25k that was in the crowd or something and i remember there's like a picture um, at the top of the ramp and i was like looking and i literally look like i'm about to throw up on the ramp yeah <laughs> but it was like the coolest thing ever because i would never i have never wrestled in front of like that many people other than AEW. like when i first started it was like eight people max in the crowd like it was nothing and then there's also a picture from all out where i'm like literally walking um down loser lane it's a picture of me looking up and crying because all the people that I trained with from my training school had printed sky blue section signs and it was just filled like all the way up and I was bawling and I was like, now I'm really bawling. <laughs> looking at oh my God. It was, it was so cool. It was surreal to like, then like watch it back and be like, shit, that's actually me doing the damn thing. Like, and, and you are. And, and speaking of doing it, how about you're involved in this feud with the outcast? What is this like to be involved? Now in a rivalry with Soraya, with Tony Storm, with Ruby Soho. What does that feel like? I was so excited because I've always wanted to wrestle Ruby and Tony before way even before like Soraya got to AEW. Like those were like two on the on the dream list. I don't know if I can say I love them as people, like as human beings. <laughs> oh, we we break kayfabe here all the time. Like they're both incredible people. It's unrestricted. Okay. I didn't know. I love them as human beings and they always are like take care of me and like look out for me. And they're just like the sweetest human beings. So then, like, the fact that I, when I got the singles match with Ruby and then Tony, and then when they said, oh, yeah, here's Saray, and I was like, huh? 13-year-old me is, like, freaking out right now. Hold on. <laughs> like, right. These are the people that you grew up. Like, I've even watched Tony Storm's NXT matches, like, and, like, studied them and would be like, I want to try that move. Oh, can't do that one. Like, oh, can I try this one? Like, it's crazy to think, like, I grew up watching them, and it's like, now they're not just, like, idols. They're coworkers, and, like, they're actually, like, cool human beings, too. They're cool human beings, they're locker room buddies, they're friends, like yeah. go to the bar together. You know, and then we get to just go out and do what we all love and like have the same passion for and just like kill it. It's awesome. I actually want to jump ahead a little bit and share this quote from Soraya that when I read it, I laughed so hard because it's very you. Oh it says, I feel like Sky Blue is going to be the next big thing. She's growing and evolving. And although we have to calm her down with wanting to take so many bumps <laughs> yeah. where me and Ruby are just like chill sister. And that's like one of my favorite things is like seeing Madison get mad at you for all of the stupid shit that you do. Like, yep. oh, wait, she can't wrestle because she took a chair to the head this weekend or in India. It's like, dude, what the hell? And you're like, I don't know. We just <laughs> need to do something. I, I love this so much. And I get so excited. I'm just like, oh, we could do this, this, this. And I'm like, and they're like, no, Sky, that's not safe. And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Like, Don't worry about it. I want to do what all the guys can do. Like all the guys go out there and go through tables and stuff. I'm like, when do I get it? Like, come on, guys, I'll go through a table. Hell yeah, man. You know, I think it's so cool to see how far you've come just as a wrestler, as a performer, you know, from the first couple of days that we saw you. And then you've just become this kind of complete wrestler, which is, you know, kudos to you for putting in the work, you know, to really kind of just evolve and continue to get better. I, I wanted to ask you about that. What's changed? Have you been training with different people? Have you studied a different way? Or how has this evolution kind of come to be? It's definitely a lot of like, like the training that we do at TV with Dustin is definitely different because it's like we train in a little 16 foot ring. Like you can't even stand at the top rope because your head hits the ceiling because everything's like low ceilings in Chicago. 
like when you train, I think at the TV, cause like now it's like, Oh, you got to face this way. Cause the hard cams on this side, like your crowd's over here, but like your main crowd is what's at home watching. So I think it's just like, you know, training normally, like, you know, rolls and bumping and drills and whatnot. But like then adding the fact that you're learning from literal legends in this industry and then throw it on top. They're like, this is how you take the indies and you throw it to TV and you like take what you already know and what you can do and just polish it for TV. It's more like little things that you have to change, but then they add up when, you know, when you put them all together kind of deal. One of the things I want to talk about a little bit is your match with Jade Cargill. The finish of that match sticks out in my mind so much because it was so wild and crazy. And she's just like throwing you around and you're doing all this crazy shit. That match was, yeah. And I love that because you're very much like you're small and you could do crazy flippy stuff. You you find the right opportunities to do that. Like talk about approaching that match and sort of the like how you're using the height difference between you two to sort of build this awesome, awesome, basically crescendo of a story. Um, so like I remember I wrestled Jade I think like two three times before singles wise I wanted it to be completely different because we like wrestled the last maybe it wasn't the last but like a previous battle of the belts and I just wanted to be like something completely different and I kind of like, wanted to push her out of her comfort zone because like you know you can do it and like mm-hmm. Jade is so talented and so athletic and like social like she's insanely strong I'm just like okay you can just throw me this way like she can go and like I wanted to just push her and be like I know it would make her like I knew the choke slam on the ramp. She was like, I don't want I'm like, it'll just just do it. Just please. Mm-hmm. Again, those stupid bumps that you do. Yeah. <laughs> but they pay off. Like when you think about it, like that's like the stuff that the guys are doing and that's what like makes us stand out and makes it be like, yo, we can do what the guys are doing. And it's like with Jade, I wanted to show like how like powerful she was and it's like I wanted to look like I literally had to work my ass off to get something from her on her kind of deal. Because like she's such like a beast and a monster and like a how do you say, like a She's a powerhouse. Yeah, like an, an unknown figure. No no offense to Hobbs, but she's a power. <laughs> Sorry, Hobbs. Um, but like, I wanted it to look like I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to be different than all the past ones. And for the, the finish, I was like, okay. And I even knew, I was like, all right, tell him Billy Gunn this. He was going to be like, what is wrong with this child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I sent him the first one. was like, oh, I'll springboard. She'll catch me like this. She'll flip me over, pop, and then she'll get it. And he's like, she's going to do what? And he's like, you can't do that. And I was like, I bet, I promise, I promise we can do it. And I showed him, and he's like, Holy shit. He's like, you can actually do that. That sounds very Billy. Yeah. When I told him the to cutoff, he was like, what? I was like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. He's like, all right. All right, kid. <laughs> Go ahead. But no, I love Billy. He's, it was so cool to like also like watching Billy Gunn growing up and he's just agenting this match and he's like, you're crazy, but we love it. And I'm like, little kid inside is like, holy shit. Holy shit. But no, I love that match. I like I watched that match back multiple times and the whole time. I'm just like, yeah, it's so good. That's definitely my favorite one that I've had with Jade. Yeah. And you guys nailed it for sure. <laughs> Need a rerun. I'll come up with more crazy bumps. Very cool. Well, we are talking to Sky Blue here at Unrestricted and Sky. When we come back, we want to make sure to ask you about Mama Sky. Mama Blue. <laughs> yeah. Mama Blue, Mama Sky. We'll get back to it. We'll, we'll figure out which way to call her. We'll f- figure it out when we come back. <laughs> Alex and Aubrey back here at Unrestricted with our very special guest, Sky Blue. We are learning so much. This is so much fun. But now it's time to start talking about your backstory and how you fell in love with pro wrestling. And uh, we definitely want to talk about how your mom grew up as a wrestling fan and kind of got you into it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. So you grew up in, uh, in a household with a mom that loved wrestling. I can definitely identify with that. 
Um, yeah, so my both my parents actually loved wrestling. And that was like one of the things like they bonded over when they were like dating and getting together and stuff. Ooh. They were actually I don't want to mess this up. SummerSlam ninety nine. SummerSlam ninety four. They were like front row for that. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up. I'm, I'll say the wrong year or something. But they were like front row. No, I mean if she's there, you might as well ask her. <laughs> but there's like a picture of my dad trying to like jump into frame the last second because he wanted to make it on. My dad's an idiot, but <laughs> 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 they loved wrestling, so it was like it was always on in the house when I grew up. And then when uh, she was pregnant with me, she was bedridden for like six months out of the nine months. Um, which is why she says there's only one of me. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, she likes to claim that that's why I was a wrestler because like when she was better and she watched just wrestling nonstop. So she says like that I came out wrestler. It's kind of that osmosis. Like if the mom's taking it in during the pregnancy, it just kind of just like, oh, it's it's on. Yep. It just transfers through the womb. We don't know how it happens, but that's how it happens. Yeah. Obviously, you're growing up in a wrestling household. Your parents are super into wrestling. When did you make the realization that you wanted to be a wrestler? And like, how did they take it? So I actually only told mom first because um, we were staying at my grandpa's for a little bit because he had just had surgery um, and we had just lost my grandma. So we were staying with him. I think it was on summer break or something. And it just all we were watching was wrestling. Like he would be recovering and just sit there and watch wrestling with him until he like fell asleep or something. And I was sitting there and I was like, I couldn't sleep one night. And I was like, I'm going to find a training school and I'm going to do this. And so I was like, stayed up all night looking for one and like, they were passed out. And I was watching wrestling, looking for a training school. And I found one little small one. And I messaged them. I was like, hey, do you take women? Like, will you train women? And uh, is it a problem? I'm still in high school. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, um, you should probably finish high school. But um, if you're 17 and your mom is there, it's fine. And I was like, cool. And I told her mom, I was like, hey, can I go try out for this? And she was like, she was, she was like, you're not actually going to do it. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to do it. So then my grandpa, then grandpa was like, gotta be, okay, you can't go by yourself. I got to go with, you know, I can't let two chicks go to this wrestling, you know, being protective grandpa <laughs> who had just had a surgery for something so like poor grandpa was like waddling all drugged up going to this wrestling tryout thing and so we went there just one day to watch and they were like just at least get through your junior year i made it to about spring break and i was like okay i ain't waiting anymore so then we did this little tryout thing and i think they expected me to just like not stick with it because it's like all these huge tall guys and it was a very um small middle of nowhere one of those training schools. Yeah. I fell in love with it and I literally was obsessed with it ever since. And we were to like train like twice a week. And I would be get there like super early. I'd be the last one out of there. I was obsessed with it. And I looked at her and I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. And I was like, you can't get me out of here now. And she'd be like, all right. And it was like an hour and a half drive. Oh my God. It was before I even knew freelance existed. Whatever I must have Googled or her coworker actually would take her, his son to their shows. So I was like, oh, that's easy. We already have like somewhat of a connection. It would be an hour and a half drive each way. Wow. Yeah. And then we'd get up and go to school and work the next day. That's passion and dedication. Good for you. It was, my high school hated it, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's paid off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now they're always like, hey, Sky. Like, no guys, I'm not coming back. No. <laughs> nope. But it was really cool to like be able to do it with her and have her there for like everything. Like granted, she saw me like broke my elbow and everything too. So she wasn't happy about those days, but. Ooh. But the rest she was very happy for. And it was cool to like do it with her and like hour long car rides. It was nice to not be by yourself and at midnight or one in the morning and then having to go to school the next day. Now, when, when you first got in and started wrestling, is it true that you started doing mostly intergender matches for like the first three years? 
pretty much because the school that I was with, I was only allowed to wrestle for their show. It's a weird, weird thing. Some territories are very territorial. Mm. Yeah. But so I was the only girl. They brought me in a couple girls like um, Sierra. Um, Sierra was my very first match. So it was really cool. It's always really cool to see her like in the Milwaukee or Chicago loops. I'm like, when do we get to wrestle? We full circle. But like, so she was my first handful of matches. And then they would bring in a couple girls like here and there. But mainly it was intergender. It was either intergender tags. It'd be people under like mask gimmicks so that I wasn't wrestling like big guys that were like their main roster guys. Which, again, makes no sense, but they were a very old school, like, training way. So, like, very Memphis, very girls can't hit guys. It's not going to do anything. You got to chop the tree down. Stuff like that. One The one dude that I actually mainly wrestled, I wrestled him, like, every Saturday for God knows how many years. His name's Connor Corey. He actually still wrestles now up in that area. So, it was pretty cool to actually, like, see him still wrestling. So he took a break after I left. But, yeah, intergender is a lot of fun, though. Like, I love it. It's a whole different story. You get to tell and like, and not anything like against girls, but like dudes are definitely stronger. So they'll just, it's very easier for them to like throw us around or like, we want to do a flippy move. They can be like, yeah, and just go. <laughs> it's easier. I mean, independent of gender, like you're utilizing your, uh, either your partners or your opponent's strengths and weaknesses, right? Like if you're yeah. wrestling with someone who is stronger than you, like, and you're tiny, like they should probably throw you around if you want to tell the best story. Exactly. We've talked a little bit about the p- pandemic and you coming to AEW for a couple of dark matches, but in 2020 pandemic hits, you and some Chicago friends rented a practice ring. Yes. <laughs> there was, <laughs> oh Lordy, oh Lordy, who said that? Oh no. It was at the, actually the Berwyn Eagles Club. Oh, wow. It's like the Chicago venue other than Logan Square. Right. Like those are the big two on the indies. Yeah. So like the main ring would be downstairs. Um, and the ring is actually like the building. So like that ring would stay there. But the upstairs, they had like this little, oh God, low boy, not even a six, maybe a 16 foot, maybe. Oh, wow. And the ropes weren't even fully tightened, but we, mm. it was, it was something. So like to, when we were all stir crazy sitting in the house, we would just rent the ring out for a day and just roll around and do whatever we could just so we were still doing something. Cause our training school was too close to Melrose, not Melrose Park. Maybe? Yeah. Melrose Park. Um, so it's like too close to the city that they're like when the city was on like super shutdown, whereas Berwyn was at least a little further outside, I guess. I don't know. Or Berwyn just didn't care. <laughs> well, it's cool that you kept yourself in shape during the pandemic. Obviously, so important to to be able to do so. And uh, we talked about uh, you wrestling for other promotions and being the champion for other promotions. But I believe it was GCW that you wrestled three times in one night. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually where I met Queen Aminata. Nice. It was like a tournament. And uh, they were like, oh, you're going to wrestle Deanna Prazo for the first one. You'll probably be out first round. I was like, that's totally fine. I'm wrestling Deanna Prazo. And that's yeah, she's, she's great. amazing. I absolutely want to wrestle her a million more times. She's so talented and she's so easy to work with and knows how to tell a story. She's literally, I was so excited when it was her and Mercedes for AEW. Yeah. But no, the first round match was Deanna. And then the second one was um, Genocide from NWA. And then the third one was Amanada. And Amanada beat the crap out of me, but it was so much fun. Before we move on, because you've mentioned Amanada a couple times, like you guys are pretty much best friends. I love that girl. She's she's my best friend. She's such a dope human being. She kills me sometimes. Like sometimes she'll be like, y'all think I'm crazy. She will do just as crazy as stuff. I think that's why you guys are best friends, because they're definitely go. Yeah. just like, okay, well, there's some similarities here. That's all we're gonna <laughs> that's all we're gonna say. We were 
we were so excited to wrestle that dark match. We were like, we're going to go crazy. It was awesome because I think you guys did that dark match and then Maria's promotion like showed the match that you guys did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which like it was all at the same time. It was like there's a lot of wrestling content with Sky and yeah. Queen <laughs> all right now. And they're both really great and different and amazing. And I just I just love that you guys when both of you are in the ring, it's just always fun to watch you. So I like that you have multiple opportunities to work with each other. Let's talk about NWA a little bit. You did the TV tapings down in Georgia for power. Talk about the differences between doing TV for NWA versus AEW. It is. Well, the the Georgia ones were um, super strict COVID. So those ones were so different because it was like, I remember having a gear malfunction my first time there. I was so embarrassed that they had to like fully just like restart the match. And it was okay because, you know, it's COVID and there was no fans. So it was pretty great. It is definitely different because, like, their setup is very, like, old school. So it's like, you, you know, you have the hard cam. You have, like, you know, you work this way. The entrance way is totally different. Like, it's, like, through this curtain. And, like, you go to, like, podiums for promos. And um, it's, like, it's more smaller and, like, less pressure than, say, like, AEW. Not, I don't want to say, like, pressure. Like, it's not, like... It's a more intimate feeling. It, yeah, that's a better, much better word for it. Because it's, it's smaller and, like, it's also the same group of people. So it's, like... Mm a smaller roster so you're more comfortable with everybody and you're a little closer with it. like I, I remember i wrestled melina and little child and he was like oh my lord you're wrestling freaking melina but <laughs> and, and then you also work with mickey james there as well right yeah i, I was the um pre-show for when she did empower for the women's pay-per-view so that was really cool and she's amazing to work with i was so excited when kira got to wrestle her she was over the moon about that match Oh, I know that was one that Kira was like, it had oh, yeah. always been a dream match for her. And she was just like, oh my God, oh my God. It was so cool to just watch too and like to be a fan for that match. I was like, damn, that's my friend wrestling her idol. Holy crap. Like, Man, it's always so great. Is there anything you learned from Mickey that you carried with you? Definitely like she pays attention to like the little things. So it's like when we were like running the match by her, like because I wrestled um, Chrissy James. So like we both like had the Lucha background. So we wanted to play on that because like not a lot of people have as much lucha background as us and um we were the first match so it was like oh we want to like do something different so then when you see all the rest it's like they you know like I didn't, we didn't want to take like it was like a short pre-show match like we didn't want to take anything from the main card makes sense but like she was like even like the little thing she was like well on your entrance like your entrance is still like a huge part of the wrestling match other than just the wrestling so it was like even like the little details like on our entrance or, like on our beauty shop and like stuff like that she like was paying close attention to and like or like I won on like a roll up, I think. And like she was like, make sure you roll out of the ring and then you celebrate. So it's like, because you're like, holy crap, I just won. You, you don't want to get out of Dodge, you know, because she's a heel. But it was like how she, how close attention she paid to like the little things and like how to like how the little things add up in the end. So it was really cool. And she was super hands on, which is dope. That's the kind of people that you work with where like they really care. Jerry Lynn's a lot like that, too, where he's like really looking at the little things. I love Jerry. Jerry's a yeah. best man. Uh, before we go to break. I do want to touch on something you kind of mentioned, like bedazzling. So a lot of people don't know this, but you're like our backstage bedazzler because Chris, who works in wardrobe, <laughs> hates it. Absolutely hates bedazzling. <laughs> so so how how did you become the bedazzler of AEW? That's a great name, by the way. The <laughs> I know. I was like, it should have been in the contract, like wrestler and bedazzler. <laughs> right? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I kind of just like started doing my own. And like, and then if everybody asked, I would do covers, like I would do Kira's or I would do you know, whoever wanted bedazzles. I think you were doing Ethan's the other day. Yeah, I did Ethan's on Wednesday. But then there was one day, like, Chris was like, I have to bedazzle this. And I was like, do you want me to do it? Like, I don't mind. And he was like, yes. And then all of a sudden, she's like, okay, Sky, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And I'm like, okay. Like, and I don't mind. I can crank that 
when it's like Brit's gear, I need some warning because that girl loves her crystals. And it's not that it's, I mean, it's tedious, but like when it's Brit's, it's not like a basic, you know, stick them in a line or follow a pattern or something. It's like you create stuff with her bedazzles and you use different colors, different shapes, different sizes. So it's like, just give me some warning when I got to do Brit's is all I ask of them. If it's everybody else's, I'm like, that's fine. Just throw it this way. But just, just warn me on that one. So I'm prepared and have all the supplies. Is this something you were doing before? Um, so do you know, uh, Rick from Global WrestleWare, the gear maker? Yeah. Um, so he was at NWA when I had like the wardrobe malfunction and they sent me over to him. They're like, go have him fix it. I was like, okay. And I showed him it and he was like, oh, it's cause it's crappy gear. He was like, yeah, I'm still new to the, the nice gear thing. And then he was like, okay, sit. I was like, oh, okay. And this man was like, we're going to work on Ty Conti's. It was her gear, Anna's gear. There's a handful of people from AW's gear. And he was like, all right, we're going to crystal. I'll stick the glue down. You stick the creep thing down. I was like, okay. He taught me how to do it. And from then on, he was like, damn, you're actually good at this kid. And we would just sit there and bedazzle all day when he wasn't, when I didn't have a match and when he was overwhelmed with stuff. He always told me he was going to make the gear and it never happened because schedule and conflict. And that man takes on so many projects. But yeah, he taught, so he taught me how to do it at NWA. And then I just kind of kept doing it from there. Very cool. We are talking to, all Elite Sky Blue, professional wrestler, professional bedazzler. Coming up, we got <laughs> fan questions. Very excited. Oh boy. Unrestricted, AEW Unrestricted with Alex and Aubrey talking to All Elite Sky Blue, bedazzler, wrestler, uh, maker of bad decisions when it comes to bumps, mm-hmm. bad decisions that end up working out. So it's kind of encouraging her to keep making bad decisions. But regardless, multi-talented, in other words, <laughs> judgment-free zone, <laughs> judgment-free zone. I didn't know this about you. Before we get into fan questions, you were a wildlife photographer. What? Yeah. So I used to be like a super shy kid, and I like hated social things. Like men terrified me. Like my mom would like I would hide behind my mom, and like I went to private school because I was like so scared of crowds. Uh, which is super crazy to think now I do this. Now you're a wrestler and it's like, what? Yeah. You were afraid of crowds? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I used to photograph. Like, we'd go to the zoo. We would go to um, wildlife preserves. They used to work at a wildlife preserve. And they kind of got me into it. I, like, brought my camera one day. I was just taking pictures of all the animals that we worked with. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I just kind of, like, did it from there. And then it just, I just kind of fell off it once I started wrestling. And then mom picked it up. Now mom brings the camera to all my wrestling shows that she's able to go to. And she used to do the photo, like the first training place I went to, she did the photography for them. They would decorate the windows. <laughs> That's the most indie thing I've heard. <laughs> 100%. Like, hey, your mom takes pictures. Can we decorate our building with them? And like, of course. The building would be just covered. In eight. eight by tens would be my mom's pictures and everything. It was crazy. Oh my God. That is so cool. Yeah. So let's jump into some of these questions here, because obviously you got a ton of fans and so many questions here, and we want to make sure to get through as many as possible. So Jamerson315 wants to know, who would you choose for your tag partner if there was, I guess, an AEW Women's Tag Team Championship? Well, if Madison wasn't injured right now, I would say Madison. But since she's injured, please get better soon, Madison. I miss you. Oh, my God. We miss her. So much. (laughs) I think... Probably Kira Hogan. I tagged with her a couple of times and I absolutely love her. She's like my mom and she's just super fun. And we definitely have like kind of similar movesets and like, you know, moves you can stack and whatnot. So, and you already have matching gear. So it works. Yeah. Yeah. And matching. We had both have tinsel in our hair. Well, once it's dry, lots of blue, lots of blue. <laughs> Maybe that's a tag team name. Lots of blue. 
There you go. I love it. <laughs> we always call it, we call each other um, tinsel twins because we both put the tinsel in our hair. Yes. Like, That'll work one day. <laughs> that is the tag team name. Sky Blue and Kiara Hogan, the tinsel twins. I love it. Book it. <laughs> Book it. All right. Question from Comic Book Alex. Who is your favorite wrestler to be in the, in the ring with? Oh, God. There's so many. Do I have to pick? Uh... Nope. List them all. Yeah. Oh, list them all. Okay, I can do that. Tony Storm, Ruby. From the Indies, Gringo Loco. Oh, my God. That man is so good at basing. I wrestled him once, and I was like, I need to do this a million more times. He just throws my ass around everywhere. Anthony Green was also super fun to wrestle. I wrestled him once on the Indies. I love Anthony Green. He's so talented, and he telling the intergender story with him, it was uh, it was at BLP. It was so much fun. And then he was like, oh, I do this power bomb from the top. I was like, I'll take it. Let me do the fun stuff. Kill me. <laughs> He's super fun to work with. Diamante. I love wrestling Diamante. Like the, the Ring of Honor match that just came out. That one was so much fun. Fantastic. Yes. Dude, we told Jerry, I was like, I'm going to take a German on the apron. He goes, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then I'll roll back into the ring. He's like, you can't roll back into the ring. I was like, yeah, I can. He's like, no, you can't. Tell him this to a guy that's had neck surgery. Like, of course he's going to say no. <laughs> I was like, come on, Jerry. Britt's pretty fun to wrestle, too. I wrestled Britt a handful of times recently. I like maybe earlier in the year. But it felt like it was a lot. And it was just cool coming up with different things to like evade or like go to her stuff. You know, her stuff is very, I feel like it meshes with my moveset, too. And Jamie, Jamie's awesome. That match with Jamie on Dynamite. I was so excited because like we wanted that rematch ever since the Owen Hart one. Mm-hmm. Ever since that match, we were like, we want one with more time. And then they were like, okay, here's the Dynamite one. We're like, yay! Like we were, we were both so excited. I was, I had lists of ideas. I was like, all right, we can do this. We can do this. We're going to go 45 minutes. And she's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Reeling you back. <laughs> so I got a really interesting question here, especially I, I'm dying to find out the answer because obviously you're from Chicago and Chicago has so yes. much amazing food. Uh, the pizza question. The pizza question. No, no, no. Well, oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Not really, but we you definitely should we can answer go there the pizza question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'll be my question for you. Okay. But uh, NAF or NAF wants to know, what's your favorite cheat meal? Probably Chinese food. Ah. There's a Chinese restaurant a block from our house, which is dangerous. But normally, like egg rolls and pot stickers, and they have smoothies. And, that's, and it's like always a block away, so it's like the easiest. And I'm like, all right, I need food. And they like they know us by name. Of course they do. I love the <laughs> idea of pot stickers, egg rolls, and smoothies. Like those are three things I would never oh, think to put together. Yeah, I guess finger food, chill out food. All right, question from Alex Abrahantes, mm-hmm. the pizza question. pizza question. Yes, please. So my dad is, me and my mom actually don't like deep dish, but my dad is obsessed with deep dish and he loves Luma Lottie's. Oh yeah, we're on the same page there. Love your dad already. Yep. <laughs> you can have him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, great, we'll go to lose. He would be so excited. He loves the wrestling. So it's like, he just gets he's so confused because like he's a Facebook dad. Mm-hmm. anything he sees that says AEW, he goes, oh, I got to read it. I'm like, no, don't. No, 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 don't. <laughs> don't. No, that's no, doesn't no, mean that it's true. Oh, my gosh. My mom calls me with that, too. She's like, I was on Facebook. I'm like, mom, what have we talked about? <laughs> what did we tell you about Facebook, dad? There's nothing good that comes from a conversation that starts with, I was on Facebook. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. Or he'll be, he'll be so confused. And it's like, no, just stop while you're ahead, please. Just, just, just turn it <laughs> off. Just turn it off. Minimize, close deactivate your account it's cute though because he cares or he'll be like he'll be like why is everybody so mean to you i'm like dad no that's not how that works like, well, so mean. you always talk about her and her donkey i'm like yes 
But yes, we're going to meet the donkey one day. Her donkey and her hairless cat and all the other barnyard animals she has. Oh my lord, yes. I'll have a field day. I'll just go rile up all the animals and be like, all right, bye. <laughs> That's where I'll wound up. Uh, we have a question from Conrad. I, I don't know if you're a horror movie fan, but uh, what's your favorite horror movie? Um, no? <laughs> I cannot do. I am a little chicken shit and I'm terrified of everything. Oh, this is why we get along because yes. I'm afraid of everything. And I have the night terrors and the sleep paralysis. Yep. Okay. So since horror movies aren't your thing, what is your favorite genre movie? Oh, dear. All right. I'm going to sound like a child. I don't watch movies. Um, I definitely don't have the attention span for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. <laughs> My mother's already laughing. I watched the Scooby-Doo 70s. Ooh. And I can probably recite every single episode and know what episodes from what season. And like the old school ones with like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Harlan uh, Hardy, like all of those. The hidden talents of Sky Blue. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's laughing in the background. Marco Solis Martinez wants to know, what are your goals here in AEW now that you're officially signed? I, well, the, the main one is re- be here as long as I can, wrestle as long as I can. This, this was the dream. This was the dream company. And like, I just want to learn everything that I can from everybody there because there's so many like people's brains to pick. Dustin, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, like people that like I never in my wildest dreams imagined meeting and now will like come up to me and be like, Hey, I got some pointers for you. And I'm like, I, I just want to be a sponge and absorb it all in and like write it all down. And like, just learn as much as I can and wrestle as long as I can. I just, I just love this stuff. Like it'd be great to be a champion one day, but I just want to wrestle for as long as I can and like wrestle all these amazing talents and keep learning from them as I go. Because you learn something different from somebody each time you wrestle. And then like, that just makes you a better wrestler. And like, you keep learning and evolving and growing like, cause you can never learn enough wrestling. I always feel like there's also like the great combination of you have this opponent and this coach assigned to your match. And then later on, you'll have another opponent, yeah. the same opponent, but a different coach. So it's like the way that they're all approaching matches is completely different. So even if you've wrestled someone before, you might be getting something completely different out of it just because of all these different combinations of mindsets and movesets. Yeah. Super awesome. Got a question from Shifty Matchups. I love these Twitter names. Right? <laughs> Since you recently announced that the last CSW show you were on was your last one, how was your time in CSW? Um, it was great. Um, they literally like became my home when I left like the first training school because it was like a huge jump. And they were just like, yep, come on, welcome in. You're one of us now. Um, and they were super awesome. Like our head trainer is Steve Boz and love the man of death. He's crazy still wrestling doing a million moves and all his moves <laughs> um the other guy who's our like main guy is jason hades jason paul he actually came up with mustafa ali and ricochet and was like on the road with them and would go to go wrestle at iwa mid-south with them so it's really cool to be able to pick his brain and like hands-on with like the wrestling and be like whatever he's like whatever you can help and teach us and like implement from tv to make dsw like a better indie so like more people want to come and we can teach the kids more so they were just super like welcoming and just like wanted to like work with me and like just make everybody like train and then like do the shows and just like make everybody better in the process. So it was really cool. And it was cool to like do my last match with Jason Hades. Made me cry like crazy, but <laughs> you're a big crier. That's what I've learned through all this. I already knew that, yeah. but now it's like now it's public knowledge. Confirmed. <laughs> they threw the streamers when I did my entrance and I was like, all right. So I figured that was because he told me he was like, just don't wear eyeliner. I was like, when <laughs> <laughs> you told me the day before not to wear eyeliner, I already know it's cut. So like, you did the streamers, and I was like, okay, I can handle that. 
after the match the his like character is like a gargoyle demon thing and he's like oh i'm gonna pick you up like a dead body and just throw you in the ring i was like okay cool didn't think he's gonna pick me up and be like i love you so much thank you for everything you've done i'm so proud of you and then plop me in the ring and i went and then the tears started coming I was like, god damn it i was doing so good and then they were like and then they send out all the kids and you know everybody's banging on the ring and then they're like speech speech i'm like no please no like no. i'm trying to not do this what a moment that's so cool yeah it was really cool to it was sad but like cool at the same time and be like all right i can still come but now i get to like just chill and watch when i'm at the shows i don't have to worry about like wrestling now i can like more so help the newer kids and help them figure out how to do this very cool so i've got a question here for you from rips that says that they love your bubbly and energetic happiness when you come to the ring but (laughs) but what would it take to make sky blue turn heel oh dear i don't know they my home promotion even talked about doing that they're like it's just not realistic like you're too nice and you're too like, I get compared to uh, Kylie Ray a lot. So, and it's like, even like her being heel was very hard because like, she would like start out all bubbly and then she'd like be mean and turn heel. But it's still at the same time, it's so hard to boo her. So I feel like, I don't know. I would just have to like wear long pants or something. They're like, <laughs> I don't know. Just total gear change. Yeah, just completely. Yeah, total opposite. Just like take away my caffeine or something. Red hair instead of blue. Oh. Mom said no red hair. (laughs) (laughs) I think red has the chance of getting on more stuff than blue does. I don't know. Oh, like the hair dye bleeding? Yeah. I had pink hair in high school and it got on. Yeah, it was bad. I I don't recommend. (laughs) That was not a good pink hair. But um, I remember having the varsity track uniform and it was like white and then like had little orange and blue stripes. And when I turned mine in at the end of the year, it was very pink. And uh, they were like, hey, Sky. And I was like, yeah, I'll just pay you for it. Give it back. Sorry, guys. Yeah. (laughs) this was a great conversation thank you for joining us today i'm so proud of you i love working with you i'm so happy to hear that you're you know with us officially 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 (laughs) and i i love hearing about all the crazy shit you want to do and then telling you no and then watching you do it anyway because you do it you do it all so well uh so thank Mm -hmm. you sky for being here you can follow her on twitter at sky by b with two e's s-k-y-e-b-y-e-e uh and on instagram (laughs) sky blue uh, and of course, you can listen, follow this podcast, new episodes every Thursday, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch the video version and see a brief behind the scenes of a Sky Blonde. New episodes every Monday. <laughs> Sky Blonde. Dynamite. <laughs> Sky Blonde. Love It'll it. It'll be blue, I promise. It'll be blue. It'll be blue. Dynamite, TBS Wednesday nights, Rampage, TNT Friday nights. I am Aubrey Edwards, along with my guest co-host, Alex Eberhentes. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pumping, make them bounce now. Flossing like they're bossing, and the freaks are coming out now.